and Christina said they only, they're allowing one parent to them move in. Her parents can't come over because they can't go back. Oh, that's right. Hello. Oh, you're, you're playing. Oh, it's hot. Oh, wait. Hot? I'm there hot. Hot? <laughs> have a seat. We're going to have Mary Ellen and Peggy are coming, but we have to be quiet. We're going to sit over there when they come. See, I forgot she invited me to us to dinner. Wait, who is it? Mary Ellen Chasen. All right, but they can't talk. They won't talk. Okay. It makes me a little nervous. Listen to you. Right. Where is Megan um, McLean going? I'm on a text with Colleen and Bruce. Bruce just texted me and said he just got to Martha's Vineyard. Are you here? Vassar. So are and so Duke, BC. Duke, BC, Vassar. What happened? Bruce just texted Colleen and I and said, I'm here. Do you guys want to come over? And I said, I'm not there yet. Oh. He's up in Martha's Vineyard. But, oh, wait. What? Uh, oh, I just wanted to see if their schools were going back. Oh, are they going back? Well, she's going, she's going to Vassar. So New, up, upstate New York, is opening up oh it is well so i mean i don't know about the schools in new york hey just today after kathleen has sent everything in and shopped today georgetown announced we're not having freshmen on the campus Isn't that crazy if you do take you get your refund 10 percent discount that's it it's ridiculous Uh, Aunt Gail thinks they're lying about the numbers. She called before and she said she thinks that oh, the Democrats are purposely they are hundred percent making it worse than it is. Fucking, I, he's gonna win, and it's so wrong. You have a good person today. Yeah, you know, I just have to get ready for one moment. I've got to get a beer, hold on. I'll get you a beer. Oh, okay. Hey, are you on? Um, you want me to resend it? Oh, oh, wait. Okay, hold on a second. Wait. Hold on. How do I resend it if I'm on? End me. Oh, shoot. Wait, you know what? I can't. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Morph Mom Weekly Happier Hour. Thrilled to have everyone back who's joined us before and thrilled to welcome all new members joining us today. Um, as you can see, we have an outstanding panel that we join each week and, and interview and speak to the most incredible women. Kathy Entwistle will be joining us. Oh, Kathy's here. She's coming in as well. We're all here. Team's all here. Um, and we are thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to introduce our incredible guest tonight, Kate Luzio, who's the CEO and founder of Luminary. Um, before we get started, and before I give an unbelievable intro to Kate and her bio, what she has already done, um, we are going to ask Stephanie Waring, our mixologist with the most, 
to give us our drink of the week. And once done, feel free to bring a drink along to make Stephanie's drink. We can then cheers our happier hour and our guest for the week. So Stephanie, take it away. You got it. Okay, this one is very easy. I'm gonna keep it short. It's a summer classic. It is the Aperol Spritz. And if you haven't had an Aperol Spritz, you probably live under a rock. But I'm gonna welcome you out from under that rock and teach you one of the yummiest things you'll have this summer. Aperol is a classic Italian aperitif and it's a really pretty color, orangey red. You guys know I don't measure anything. So it's like a little, how you doing of that? And then any, any kind of Prosecco you want, you can, you know, do a little swig first. I started at one cause you know, summer. Um, I'm on vacation. I don't just start drinking at one on a Wednesday, like every, you know, just not like my MO, but <laughs> that's it. Easy peasy. Salute. Hey, I'm so Cheers. happy to meet you. Cheers. Cheers. We'd, forgi we'd forgive you though, because you have two little ones in a pandemic. So I do. I saying. do. I Sarah, do. You're it's right. like airport rules. Okay. Airport rules is it's, my, it's, I know. It's fine. Yeah. That's great. So the fact that you made it to one is actually pretty yeah. impressive. I, I agree. Thank you. This is why I'm out with you guys because you're so supportive of, you know, mm -hmm. yep. any decision I like to make, good or bad. So with there. that, we're going to cheers to you, Kate. Our amazing guest today, Kate Luzio. We are thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to have you here. As I mentioned, as all of you know, she's the CEO and founder of Luminary, which is a global collaboration hub, um, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Before I get there, I just want to give you a little glimpse into what she's already accomplished, which is unbelievable. As the former global head of a multinational corporate banking for HSBC, formerly also the head of a multinational corporate banking at JP Morgan, her awards, which are almost too many to list, but I'm going to give you just a few. Most Powerful Women in Banking, Financial Two-Time Global Diversity Champion, the Yahoo Finance Diversity Hero, and the Top 100 Female Founder by Inc. Magazine. She's been featured in so many articles and various media outlets that I can't even mention them all today, but I'll give you a quick glimpse to include Bloomberg, CNBC, CNN, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, Worth, Thrive, and this is literally just to name a few. There are just so many more. So after spending this time, this incredible uh, professional career in banking and marketing in the financial world, Kate truly made the pivot. Now this was a pre-pandemic pivot, but a pivot nonetheless, um, and self-funded her very own incredible uh, luminary. So tell us about luminary, tell us about how this pivot occurred and, and what it all entails. Well, first, thanks for having me. This is such a great group. Uh, and uh, thanks to Kathy Edtwistle, who's, uh, who's, who's like the master connector, but connected us, Kathy, into this, to this group. It's, but it's funny, we have a lot of Luminary members that participated in their part. So I've been hearing about Morph Mom for a while. So it's, I'm, I'm excited to be here. So listen, you know, I, there was no sort of, um, Everyone asked me, was there this big moment where you decided you're going to leave banking and, and start a company? No. I, I mean, I actually really loved what I did. I was in corporate investment banking for the majority of my career. Most of it spent outside of the U.S. Um, as I accelerated my career and I had amazing, mainly, if not all, male mentors and sponsors, um, I just really took it upon myself to 
start investing in the women that were in the pipeline that no really weren't being paid attention to. It was it wasn't until they got senior that people looked at them and it's like how can we actually help them take the next step if no one's developing and investing in their talent. And so long story short, um, I was in the midst of making another move um, whilst at HSBC and my mentor, one of my mentors, a man, um, said, what are you doing? Uh, you've been in this almost 20 years. I know you make a lot of money, but is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? And I never thought about it, right? I mean, I, I'm a Gen X. I was taught, you know, you just work in your career and just keep going and keep doing better and make money and security. I am an um, rounds of IVF I was uh, I found that I was unable to have children and um, one thing that I learned early on in my life from my, my parents especially my dad was to save so from 21 on I had saved money for all these college educations that I was going to pay for for these kids that I thought I was going to have um, so I had quite a nice nest egg and uh, and then found out no kids got a divorce um, was against just wanted to have a bigger impact and I after that one conversation with my mentor Two weeks later, I quit my job and had nothing. And I thought, you know, the worst that can happen is I spend a few months actually decompressing from basically 12 years of living on an airplane uh, and then, you know, find something else or even go back to banking. And the phone started ringing off the hook from recruiters wanting to hire me into banks. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can do a lot more than just work in a bank, right? I have all these diversified skill sets, but they couldn't see that because that's not what they're trained to do and nothing against recruiters. But when I looked at that, I thought, if I'm getting that and I've had a pretty darn good career thus far, imagine when every other woman that's not that yet senior, that's trying their hardest, that doesn't have the network, that comes from all different backgrounds um, and doesn't get the second look even. And so I had been to a million women's events. I ran our women's group at JP Morgan for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. I ran at HSBC, and I thought there has got to be a better way to do this while leveraging all of those tools at the companies, while leveraging all these amazing groups like a Morph Mom, but bring them into a physical space. Uh, and so I wrote a business plan in March of 2018. Nine months later, we opened our doors. It's a 15,000 square foot space in New York City. Uh, never really thought there'd be a global pandemic that was going <laughs> to shut us down, but um, so be it, right? You prepare in your financial planning, whether it's personal or as a business, for a recession and a downturn. So luckily, we prepared for various scenarios when I wrote um, wrote the business plan. Nothing like this, but um, let different levers to, to kind of pull. And um, we're a year and a half old, self-funded the business, as you mentioned, with all of that baby college education money that I never was going to spend in that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud about is that we are membership inclusive, which means it you don't have to apply to join um, from day one. Um, from day one, we included men, um, even though we're women focused. Um, from, you know, from the very first, we had a scholarship program. Um, we also partnered and worked with corporates, UBS um, being one of those, JP Morgan, um, Unilever, all of these great companies that have amazing women's networks. But by the way, that's only for that company. So how do we get women together? And so our, we've got individual members, we've got corporate members. Um, and then we have now, since March, uh, I saw this coming because we actually had members stuck in China. And they were saying it's worse than, than what you're hearing. Prepare for it, Kate. 
Uh, and so March, I think March 14th, we decided regardless of what happens in New York, we're putting everything online. Um, I told my staff to go home. I would work the work in the space for the stragglers that were still coming in. And uh, we literally overnight put everything online. I think we were one of the first to do that. And UBS actually through Kathy um, and her partnership was one of the first people to call me and say, you're a woman owned business, you're small, you're self-funded, how can I help? And you know, if everybody did that for someone in their life, this world would be a much better place, um, especially for women. And so, you know, I, I treasure that relationship and that partnership with Kathy and, and with UBS. But we, last year, just to give you perspective, we did 200 in-person workshops, programs, and events. Because everything we do is built on programming versus just social and co-working. Um, for those of you that are in Summit, there's the COCO. Um, our, our model is different, right? So we are much, 57% of our members are corporate women. They work in a real full-time job. 43% are small business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, and then we have the corporate side of, of the corporate members. But last year we did 200 in-person workshops and events. Um, this year we've done 450, 400 of those being online since March 14th. So um, everything from in small in-person workshops to um, sessions like this, to our speaker series, to partner programs. Um, and we launched a directory for women-owned businesses called the Luminary Collective. Um, we started a fund for women that can no longer afford their memberships. Um, so we've done a lot in four months and uh, now we're reopened. So New York is reopened as part of phase two for me. and. Um, Slowly and surely, it's going to come back, and the world is different, but we now have a digital membership, so women can join from all over the world, and we now have women from all over the world, uh, because for us, it's all about impact, and your definition of success, Elizabeth, is different than my definition of success, and Kathy's, and Seema's, and Kathleen's, so let's not bucket everyone into, into that one silo, and let's actually support every definition that's out there. And that's going to mean many different things. So, um, yeah, that's that's our story. When you bird, sorry. Oh, it's, oh no, Kathy, go ahead. No, I just I have to say I'm like looking at myself at this in this Zoom, and I'm looking at um, Kate. Kate, you're crushing. You're crushing it. Like, what do you have in the background? Is that a real? <laughs> is that a real painting? Are you in your it, office? Do you have lights going? Everything it, looks it, awesome. It's a painting. Oh, it's awesome. Very cool. Um, I want to go to when you had, so you're pivoting. Again, we said there was a pre-pandemic pivot, now the yeah. And each time you've done it, you sort of had to reassess everything and figure out to, to stay in this lane or to achieve that goal. Was there a different way to get there? So when you switch to this whole virtual thing, and it seems like you literally doubled what you've done in person, what's your feeling now that things are reopening? Would you still continue with, the, would you, um, direct us the same amount of attention to virtual as you will to the actual still going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, I don't, you know, again, when I, when I look back at the original business plan, everything was physical and that was done on purpose for face-to-face. -face. And I think we do learn and connect much better face-to-face, -face, but when you're, when you can't physically do that, um, what's your option? We will, it will be 50-50 going forward, right? Once we can do events again, and events is a loose term because what's an event? Is it 10 people, is it 25, is it 100? 
Um, we have a big space. We also have a rooftop lounge. But, um, you know, for us now, it's really about driving that impact home. And, you know, we've just seen so many women sort of raise their hand and they're all looking for different things. And I love that we can be there for so many. Um, you know, I say this a lot. Kathy's heard me say this. The only way I could have pivoted is with my is because I had a solid business plan and a financial plan. And I think it's been hard for people that don't have that because they're sort of treading versus swimming. And um, and I, you know, again, 20 plus years in a bank uh, really taught me to write and build businesses. And so I'm just applying all of that knowledge to what we're doing. And I'm obviously counting every penny because it's, it's been my money. So you make those dollars go as far as you can. And I wanted to do that without laying off anyone. And, um, and we've accomplished that. You, you, mentioned, uh, Kate, you mentioned earlier that, about how you saved this money to, you know, someday it would be for children or whatever it was, right? But what you're doing with this money is helping so many people. I mean, you're right. going for, innumerable people all over the world right now with what you've done you've redirected it again pivoted that to help so many and one thing i find so interesting is the luminary collective that you've begun mm -hmm. you were saying those who had to pivot and figure things out um how when you're trying to figure this out so something like that will you continue with the luminary collective as well oh absolutely we we want to blow that up and, uh, and like as make as many women and their businesses open. I think the ch challenge is um, it's, it's like, there's a lot out there, right? So you get overwhelmed with where do I shop for us? It was, I don't care what you do. If you are a financial advisor and you have your own practice, if you're a teacher, if you have something that you want to promote, then you better be out there promoting it. A lot of people don't have the funds, especially in a pandemic to invest in, social media, our marketing, right? They're just trying to survive. And so we just figured we can do our part and it doesn't matter if you're part of Luminary or not. This is anybody. Like as long as you have a woman in your business, we want you on there and there's no application. It's like, I don't want you to apply. How many barriers do we have to entry already as women? Let's break them down and just support each other. Um, and so you know, the, all the, I will say that all the money that I saved, I would have saved more if I had a better financial advisor like Kathy <laughs> <laughs> as a banker, but not a personal bank, right? I was not a wealth manager. I'm not a financial advisor. People always think just because you're in banking, you know everything. No, we're the worst, right? Because we're focused on everything else. And so the majority of that money, I will, and I admit this, um, for a long time was saved in a, a savings account. Um, and so... You know, again, lessons learned, uh, but you know, again, I am so happy because I don't have a company filled with debt. Mm -hmm. I don't have a bunch of investors telling me what I can and can't do. Um, and I don't have a bunch of people telling me I have to change my business model around the people that I'm there to serve and impact. And I can take feedback from my customer, my actual customer, and put that and implement that immediately for the benefit of everybody else in the community. So Kate, I have a question. Um, give me the timeline. Exactly when did you go online completely before anybody else did? Let's see, Kathy, that session we let, we did on don't touch your face, don't touch your 401k was March, I think it was March 18th, something like that. So wow. we went online 
online. Um, March 16th was our first session. Wow. And we and so we've been online ever since. Uh, Wait, was that your first session, that one, or you had a no? We, we had a um, we had a small business um, uh, pandemics. Uh, it was um, leading through crisis as a small business, and we had yep. four panelists. And then the "Don't touch your face, don't touch your 401k" was the second one. And then that is incredible. Yeah. Well, Kathy. So, so now moving forward, how? Um, when did you put start Luminary? Tell us a little bit about that. Like exactly, how did you incorporate Luminary Collective into your online? Sorry, can you repeat the question? You broke up for a second. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Um, so you, you went online with your events and your classes. Yep. Um, but how exactly, what made you decide to do the Luminary Collective? Oh, oh And was that a part? Yeah. So, was that a part um, of the whole scheme or did you think of it like right off the bat? We had had for, a we knew a lot of our members that had their own businesses or were entrepreneurs and we had been doing in-person marketplaces every quarter. So come and show your stuff, invite your friends, which could, could, could buy. And March 2nd, I had a, a meeting, maybe March 3rd with one of our members um, who is a shoe designer. She has an amazing shoe company called Ally and she was in tears. And she said, all of my corporate events and my trunk shows are, have dried up. I, I don't I mean, DTC for her at the time was very small. And she just said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, who else? And she said, well, this person, this person. I said, who else? She said, was rattling off our members. And then she said, and I know this woman, Nora Gardner. And her, her, she's going to have to shut her store down. I said, let's get everybody on the phone. And she's like, what? And I was like, let's do something. And a week later, we had, the, we had a, a directory. And then, um, so by that time in March, um, that week in March, we had the directory ready. And then about two weeks later, maybe three, we had built the full website so that we could start putting them on. And do you do marketing for them now as well as that incorporated? So then they don't have to be members. Nope. Wow. Because, because for me, it's like that, it's great if you want to be a member, right? I think there's real value in a membership, but at the end of the day, I want to, I'm a, I'm a woman owned business myself. I want to support others to be successful. I don't want to see these terrible statistics that keep coming out about the number of businesses closing down, whether you're in New York city, you're in Asheville, you're in summit. It doesn't matter. Right. You're in spring Lake. Um, so you don't have to be a member. Um, and you just literally go to the collect, it's collectiveluminary.com. There's a form right on there. It's a Google form. And, um, we then each week in our newsletter, um, that goes out to over 20,000 people, we send that out and we highlight people within the collective. It's also on our, on our proprietary app. Um, it's in our Slack channel, all of that. So, and then as of next week, we're going to be, we will amplify it even more with sort of it's almost its own push each week by highlighting women-owned businesses within the collective. Um, we now, you can now search for women of color-owned businesses, um, LGBTQ plus um, businesses, sustainable wow. businesses, um, and then coming next week will be Latinx businesses. So really wow. it gives you flexibility to find where you're investing your own dollars. Speaking of dollars, wonderful, Kathy, our financial guru, um, he mentioned before in the very beginning, Kathy reached out and said, as a female business, female run business, you know, there are ways to, what can I do? How can I help? Kathy, can you talk a little bit about that? 
and how? Well, yeah, I mean, I just, it was just an instinctive thing for me. It was like Kate and I developed a, you know, working relationship, friendship. Um, she's always been so supportive and such a connector. And it's like, I think it's just a natural instinct. We want to help each other. And I knew that that must have been really a harsh thing to happen, to have this beautiful space, incredible like growth, and then to be shut down. So I just reached out to say, I'm happy to, to support you. How can I help you? Um, and there's nothing that I think is more rewarding to be able to support somebody else. So that was it. It was just, it was friendship. It was believing in Kate. It was believing in what she was doing. And it was just trying to give her a lift when she was probably not like at the highest point she wanted to be at that moment. And I would say, since that time, you've come all the way back. You know, you've done it. You really have built this incredible new pivoted sort of consortium of, of women helping women and, and helping each other grow and network and share ideas and so many things. I mean, there's so much more to it than just a place for women to work or a place for women to talk to each other. There's so much more to it. And, and Kathy, I want to step a little bit deeper into this. So for those watching right now, and again, we're on Zoom, but we're also on Facebook Live and people are come. It's really fun. They're watching it now too. I'm finally figuring out how to see that. <laughs> I'm monitoring this. Um, but if you are a female-run business, do you have any tips um, or any ideas, suggestions? Because those that are still struggling right now and still trying to figure out how to adapt or stay the course or what to do. You asking me or Kate? Kathy. I would just say, you know what Kate said earlier, I'm, I'm very well aligned with when she said, you know, as a business owner, you need a business plan and you also need like a personal financial plan. And what I find, what Kate also said, being a banker or being in the business doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that you're doing your own personal financial uh, planning as well. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help or support. Um, and if you do plan, you'll be in much better shape. So the key here, the key in March was who had money on the sidelines, like who had liquidity and who didn't. And I would say the people who had saved for the rainy day made out much better um, than the ones who hadn't. And it was very hard at that moment to access liquidity or cash to help run your business. So it was scary for a lot of, a lot of um, business owners, small and large. And so the, the first step is to make sure you put money aside and keep it in a, in a place or have access to lines of liquidity in case of an emergency. And I'm gonna just share my tip right now because it just lines right it's my tip, but some of you have seen it already, but money speaks one language. If you save me today, I will save you tomorrow. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect analogy wow. that Kate was just you know, speaking about earlier. Yeah. I love that. Love I'm that. still learning this. Really it's all, yeah, it's all about me just managing your finances. It will always pay off for you. Um, in the very end. So we've seen a lot of that happen in March. We've seen how that's been so helpful. And it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start building for your own personal success. And um, I am here to support you in that effort with tips, ideas, or, or anything else that you need. And can I ask one? You should coin that. You should coin and that phrase. Hey, Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> mentioned before I like that. that had been a savings account for a while. Um, Kathy, so let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to start saving. Now I'm going to get my act together. 
what's the best account to open for something like that? I mean, is there just sort of a simple, like nothing is simple, I know, but so tomorrow I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to get my act together and I'm going to start saving in a certain way. Is there maybe a good suggestion or a tip to do that? Okay. I will. Yeah. I'll just say this. You have to think of your money in, in timelines. So your short-term money is your liquidity and what you need for your day-to-day whether it's today's day-to-day or if you have an emergency later. Your second money is your longevity money. And I think what Kate was referring to earlier is that she was putting her longevity money, the long-term money, into the savings account. You don't want to do that. That's where you should be actually investing for the long-term. And then there's the legacy money, which is making an impact. And that could be through charities, through family members, however you want to have your legacy. Um, it could be the way you invest, um, investing along your values. But the point you were asking about is the liquidity piece. And I would say there's many different ways to do that. Um, and, you know, six months, six months to 12 months, if you can do that of what you need in your monthly expenses to get by, to have that set aside or have access to a line of credit to, to help you during that time would be key. Kate, when members join and with all that's been going on and you've been running, you said, I can't, I don't even know how you did in such a short time managed to produce 400 different events for everybody. <laughs> um, what were people requesting what they needed most, or what they wanted? And if so, what were some of the top things people were looking for? And I would imagine what Kathy was just discussing is one of them, but I'm just curious to see what else they were interested in. Yeah, I think um, when you look at, so we have four buckets of, of, of programming that sort of everything sort of le- um, lines up to. So we have um, professional and career development, uh, small business entrepreneurial, personal wellness, personal plus wellness, and then career change or pivoter. I think in the small business entrepreneurial category, it's been how to pivot, um, how to find you know new sources of revenue, how to manage through crisis as a small business. What do you do with your if you have employees? The PPP and going through the payment, uh, the Paycheck Protection Program, which was a disaster, but uh, it was you know all, with all good purposes, all intent, and all of that. Um, that was a huge one because people were just didn't know what to do. Um, uh, we were advising a lot on that, um, how to write a new business plan, like my business is done, what do I do, um, how to hire in a pandemic. So anything around that small business, I think, is a, is a big one. When you look at the corporate side or you know, just in that professional development, it's been visibility. How do I remain visible when I'm sitting at home and my boss isn't seeing me physically? Um, the DNI, the DEI efforts, right? They're falling by the wayside. Like companies are focused on budget, they're cutting costs, they're, you know, it's, it's a pandemic. Um, so, how do I make sure that my raise is still gonna be there? How do I make sure my performance is there? Um, the mentoring and sponsorship piece, huge. Like, what do I do? Um, across the board, it's been how do I continue to network um, when I'm staring at a Zoom screen? And my biggest tip is always this. We're all on here. Take a picture because guess what? All of our names are on there. So when I get off of the Zoom, I can now connect with you, whether it be a LinkedIn or something else and say, hey, Seema, you made such a great point. We were on that Morph Mom call together. I would love to connect offline. Boom. New connection. Easy. 
I don't care if you're an introvert or an extrovert, that is simple. You don't have to go up to someone and shake their hand or hug them or whatever. Um, so the networking piece is a big one and then mental health, right? Whether you're work and working parents, oh, I should say that. Across the board, the working parents and working moms and how to balance, how to manage, what do I do? My kid's running into the screen every five seconds. What about school? Um, we've done a lot around that and having different perspectives from both men and women. And last week we announced um, a work, uh, women in the workplace study that we've been working for months on pre-COVID and then in COVID around what companies need to focus on, um, small or large, uh, around remote work, schooling at home, and then the she session. Um, which is 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 really going to impact continue to in, impact us for probably the next five years as women. I'm so happy to hear you address that, Kate. Thank you so much for being here today. Also, this is a big issue for us. I um, also am a small business owner at New Jersey Family Magazine, but also um, have two young kids, and the mental health thing <laughs> is really real. It's so hard. It's really hard to focus on trying to you know, keep your business and your work, whether you're a corporate, you know, whether yeah, you're corporate. I have close friends who um, are struggling now because their companies want them in the office. And one of them who lives in my town has two kids under the age of five and is leaving her job and she's an SVP because they, you know, so there's just, it's really hard. It's harder than ever to be a working parent and kind of juggle those two things. So I love that you have this amazing community of women who can kind of troubleshoot this together. It's needed now more than ever. And, and I think that I'll, I'll just add, and I, I think that's it, it's doing it together. You know, we're not sitting there talking at everyone, we're talking to, mm -hmm. and, and that's so important. It's getting different perspective. I don't have children, right? So I'm not gonna know everything about the schooling. My chief impact officer has a nine-year-old son, almost nine. He likes to remind us on every Zoom that he's almost nine. Um, but I don't know. She, I don't know when she's going to be able to come back to the office because she's in New York City. Like, we don't know anything. And so taking information from everyone that has teenagers and they're thinking about applying to college, um, kids that are now back living with their parents because they're either in college or after college and they left the city or wherever they are. And then small children, like everybody has a different situation. And so I think we, we can't lose momentum here, right? We've got to go to the companies that all of these women and men work for and say, your policies need to effing change, yeah. right? Because now is the time. If we waste this gift of a pandemic, as Mindy Grossman, who's the CEO of Weight Watchers, says, never waste a good crisis. This is our crisis to go and say, things have got to change. Comp, flexibility, parental leave. These are the signs from whoever you believe in, this is it. And so... For working parents, particularly, this has to change, right? Because a woman saying, I'm going to take the back seat after I've worked my ass off for 20 years because now my company wants me in the offices and isn't allowing me as much flexibility, that's bullshit. Yeah. I, have, I have a question, actually, because um, as most people know me, I'm like the queen of pivot. Um, and I'd like to know from what you're seeing, like, what, if they're pivoting, what is needed? Like if there's something like, oh, they did a great job because this is needed. Like from my perspective, I look at as a network of women that can help each other. So what is kind of, what are people looking for or what are they pivoting to? Yeah, uh, I mean, I can just give you some anecdotes. Like we have a, 
we now have a, every day, in addition to all the programming, we have an, a, com a community event. So like coffee on a Monday, happy hour on a Thursday. And Wednesdays we have what I call, it's called water cooler conversations. Cause we're all missing that yeah, no yeah. matter what you do. Right. And so it's right, really right. A, a free for all. But today I said, all right, introduce yourself. You may know people, you may not. What's your ask? Like, what's your ask? Like what's going on right now? And what was really interesting was if I had asked that four months ago, no one would have spoken up. It was like, oh, do I say it? Now it's like, okay, this is what I need. I need somebody to help me market this. I need you to put this on your other networks. You have a Facebook group. Um, but the other thing that people are asking for is, is connection, right? So where are you from? Where do you live? Where are you quarantining? In this one water cooler conversation, we had four members that happened to be in the Hudson Valley that didn't know it. So now they can all get together, physically distanced, of course, and actually meet and talk and talk about their businesses. They all happen to be small business owners. We had three corporate women that were all in banking, all work for different banks, all quarantining different places, but they were talking about this lack of visibility and what are they going to do for the next year. So they've, it's almost like you're creating your own little pods within the community, mini communities. And I think that's really what people are yearning for right now. It's just mm -hmm. saying, Oh, Kathleen, you are in Spring Lake. I grew up in Spring Lake. I love it there. Like, and then bonding over that. We're missing that by not right. being able to walk by someone and say, I love your outfit. Right. I love your bathing suit. Where'd you get it? And then a conversation ensues, right? Mm -hmm. That is, that is, that's life. And I think mm -hmm. we just have to keep remembering that as much as we're not physically mm -hmm. there, let's keep having those conversations because absolutely you can help each other. And that's the whole thing with Kathy and I, yeah. Kathy Whistle. it was just talking and understanding what each of us needed throughout this relationship um, and making sure it's a two way street. You know, that's the silver lining, I guess, of this because it's almost expanding our ability to now connect. So those women in Hudson Valley may work at different places. And so maybe on a positive note, Oh, it's oh, very positive. Listen, I mean, as much as I have my down moments, and those are yeah. probably every hour, um, I have those up moments too. And uh, I'm like, you know what? If we didn't have a pandemic, I would never have been able to launch a digital platform. I would have never done it, I don't think, at least for another year or so. Everybody was pressuring me to open up 20 more spaces. And thank God I didn't listen to anybody. Um, because now those spaces that are multiple spaces have a shit ton of real estate that they have nothing that they can't use because they're leases and now they're in debt and most of them are having to close. And that's sad. That's really sad. And unfortunately it's, it's a lot of them are women owned or women led. So, or women founded. So, um, you've got to ask, but you've also, I said today, don't just ask for help, offer help. And, and that's the two-way street. And I think women, once you ask once, you get better at asking, right? It's just like asking for a raise, um, but you've got to offer too. And I think that's so important to the silver lining, getting through this together, that um, some really great things can come out of this in addition to all of the bad. And I had coronavirus for five weeks. So I was going through that in the middle of PPP and laying in my bed and my team is amazing but yeah so i you know i know we're on facebook so i don't want to curse but um yeah you just have to get through it right there's not failure is not an option yeah well, hey, wait, kate, I, 
exactly where is your physical space located? Yeah, we're right in Nomad in the heart of Manhattan on 28th oh, nice. and Broadway. So we're literally two blocks from the path, four blocks from Penn yep. Station. Um, every Great location. So yeah, and that was designed, that was for a reason to be right there. Um, so yeah, and it's, listen, New York is, is not what it was five months ago, but we'll come back. We came back after 9-11 and we'll come back. I gotta ask you, how the coronavirus yeah. still launched 400 events? <laughs> how did yeah, you do I, that? I, I found, I, a week after we closed our physical space, <laughs> Um, cause Kathy, we were on like a book club together and I was like, oh my God, I was leading this book club and, uh, I didn't feel good. And, um, a week later I lost my sense of smell and touch, uh, sense of smell and taste. And my doctor was like, you have to go to the, um, urgent care in the city. And, you know, you didn't want to go because you didn't want to catch it. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I had it. And then, um, so for almost five weeks, uh, you were Sick yeah. too, Kate. You didn't just have it. You you yeah. got crushed by it physically. I mean, mentally you kept rallying, but physically yeah. crushed. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was trying to do as much less. I was doing less zooms, but my team is incredible, right? When people say, "Why didn't you lay off people?" I'm like, "Well, one, I wanted to give keep keep people in jobs, um, but two, I have to run a business. This yeah. is not like." You just magically do all this. I need staff. I need the full-time support. And um, and they have been miraculous in stepping up every day. And the other silver lining that I'll just add is I would never have seen some of the skills and um, the things that they've been able to do without this happening. So it's been mm. incredible to watch my team grow. And I've managed my last job at HSBC, I had 2,000 people around the world. And this team of 12 women um, is, uh, is the best team I've ever managed. Well, I've got to throw in my silver lining about all this selfishly is this. This happier hour with this amazing group of co-hosts, amazing group of women, and Kate, women like you coming on every week and sharing your story so generously. Oh. So we were similar. Everything we did was in person. And then this happened, except we, had a, we have a radio show and a podcast. But other than that, everything was actual in person and this is one of the best things that's ever happened this is my favorite group of women it's so fun it's so interesting and they're everyone is just so generous all the time and always offering when you were saying the ask everyone here is offering yeah. um we have to step in for a minute and elizabeth i'm gonna ask you now i'm asking now to you offer for you to offer <laughs> every week elizabeth gives us her best of the best of the week so will you share with us, this is one of my favorite moments again of happy hour, as, and we all prepare to take notes of what we need to do this week. So give us what we need to do this week, Elizabeth. Well, I was just going to say our silver lining was you uh, talking to you on the actual phone um, and connecting. And listen, I couldn't be at your events because I was in Asheville. So now I can be, which is really fun. Um, okay. Right. So first of all, speaking of taking care of people, this was a big day for me because Michelle Obama launched her podcast. And if you haven't gone on there yet, immediately it's Spotify. It is an exclusive. I've been talking to a lot of my friends. One was doing her tomatoes while listening, you know. And of course, her first guest is um, former President Barack Obama. And the the banter between the two of them is so lovely. And also, what they talk about, and what they talk about is about taking care of people, you know, growing from your colleagues. Everything that you've been saying, Kate. I mean, it just like could have been there. Um, and taking our place in this world and how we feel about it. And it makes you feel really good um, about, as, 
about as good as I did when I read her book on my 50th birthday and it's all by myself, like literally tears. Um, so secondly, my other thing to do, um, that I don't know if you've seen in the New York Times, designers have been doing this kind of DIY thing, which has been really fun. Um, the Rodarte girls did um, a dish towel. Uh, Irene Newworth did a paper flower necklace. Um, and this week comes um, Hilary Tamor of uh, Kalina Strada is doing like a tie-dye thing. So I'm very excited about that because listen, my kids do tie-dyes, but like, let's be real. We want to do like the designer tie-dye if we're going to do it. Okay. Um, the, speaking of kids, um, Ben and Jerry's has released their recipe for cookie dough. And just like Disney World has been doing their, like, all their recipes lately during the pandemic, which we've all gained all of our COVID-20, um, Ben & Jerry's now has the cookie dough. And so that is online right now. Um, a couple things that I wanted to share um, that I have props for. Okay, so I ran to my friend at Fresh Market with masks. We still, like, recognize each other. And she had, like, 10 of these bottles. And I was like, are, are, what are you doing? Are, you know, I don't understand. She says, I send these to my sons because it's so good. It's this garlic expressions, this classic vinaigrette salad dressing. You put it on your chicken and marinate it and then put it on the grill. It is so good. We did it over the weekend. I can't even get to tell you. And it's nothing. You literally pour it. You, you look like in a garden. Okay. And the other thing that I want to tell you is for the, whenever you want to look like you're drinking, but you're not, like I remember um, Stephanie did that a few weeks ago. Um, this is new from San Pellegrino. And it's really pretty, and I love, I'm, I'm very all about the cans, okay? Um, and you've probably seen it on some of the celebrities' Instagrams lately, but this one, it's called San Pellegrino Essenza, and it's tangerine and wild strawberry. So if you've gotten really sick of the LaCroix, and there's a couple different, there's lemon, there's tangerine, and you can, of course, put a little alcohol on it, and it still looks good. Um, and you can have this by the pool, and no one will know. Um, but it is really fun and fizzy. And um, finally, as I mentioned last week, we're very excited about Umbrella Academy, which comes out on Friday. I've been binging the first season with my daughter. It's like Marvel with a sense of humor. Um, and it's really cute, actually. And it's great music, like the music like we grew up with kind of music, which I was very excited about. Um, so while that, we're waiting for that, um, it popped up on Netflix like it does you should watch Gilmore Girls. Now I've been talking about Gilmore Girls for a long time, but when it comes from mom, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, but one of her friends said, oh, this is gonna be really great. So we started watching Gilmore Girls and I have to suggest this because it kind of brings you back to like the 2000s with the flip phone and, and all that kind of stuff. And I loved my daughter because she said, oh, I like her so much. She's such a great mom. Yeah, because <laughs> she's cool. And she, like, she had like this line that had like, it's a democracy. And I'm like, no, it's not a democracy. You can fast forward. Um, so it's been really funny to watch it with her. So if you have kids, um, and even if you don't, it's just a nice little travel down memory lane in Stars Hollow. And it's just, it's a cute little, cute little respite. That show. And we'll have Good. those all up, by the way, on Morphom. If you go to morphom.com, we have the tip list. All of this will be up there. Everybody's tips today. And that is amazing. I kept dying for that drink that you were just holding up also. I'm, I'm gonna, let me put San Pellegrino Essenza. Get it in <laughs> grocery stores. If you can get it in Nashville, you can get it anywhere. And I love my Pellegrino, so this is going <laughs> to be extra special for me. Maybe <laughs> shout out to Corona. Do I add that to <laughs> Pellegrino? 
I just added it to whatever my husband just gave me. I have no idea what it is, but I put this on top and it tastes it even better. Oh my gosh, I love it. And to add to our tips, Dina, who, as we was mentioned before from New Jersey family, Dina, tell us what you've got to tell us, the hidden gems that we need to look for. So if you live in the tri-state area, and I'm always so sorry, Elizabeth, but you can apply this to Nashville with um, a similar type of um, outdoor experience. But um, tomorrow, one of New Jersey's most amazing treasures is reopening for the first time since March. Since Well, no, before March. For the first time since we had the pandemic. Grounds for sculpture. Um, if you, it's not exactly hidden, but it is one of the biggest treasures in New Jersey. It's an outdoor sculpture garden. It really makes art and sculpture accessible for kids and anyone really. It, it's fantastic. It's based on the vision of um, Jay Stewart, Stewart Johnson. And it's, it's 42 acres of gardens, 300 sculptures. It's an amazing place. You walk through, you feel like you're in a Claude Monet painting. There's an outdoor restaurant called Rats, which you, so the, the change now is that you have to reserve your tickets online. There's no buying at the door. It's all the new rules of COVID. Everything indoors is closed. But once you get your time ticket, you can stay as long as you want. And it's really a nice escape from the reality of what we're all dealing with today. So, um, I would highly suggest it. We just launched a story about all the new rules and the new exhibits that are up on njfamily.com. Excellent. Thank you. I love these tips. Now we have a fun new segment we started with Seema and Kate, <laughs> we need to do this. Okay, get ready. <laughs> We're this is really quick, really quick questions. Rapid, yeah, rapid questions, rapid answers. <laughs> and Seema, explain if you came up with this from watching, what was the show they do it? Oh, Actors Guild. Yeah, it's Vanity Fair in the back has the same things. <laughs> the magazine, uh, Actors Guild, you know. The, the Proust Questionnaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but exactly. FEMA says, honey, come on. <laughs> I, just, I just branded it for you. All right, Kate. What is your greatest extravagance? Extravagance. Shopping. Nice. And when I mean shopping, what it's shopping. What is the trait you most like in yourself? Uh, perseverance. Mm. If you could dine with one person, who would it be? Oh, this is living or dead. Oh, living or dead. Um, it would probably be uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. What sound do you most dislike? What, what? What sound do you most dislike? My boyfriend on the Peloton. <laughs> he has, he like really breathes heavy and I just don't like it. I'm like, are Fantastic. you I love him. <laughs> like he really gets into it. And um, two more. What is your motto in life? Walk it off. Oh, I like that. And the last one, dogs or cats? Cats, she just made it appear. <laughs> I love all the New York City. Oh, app. that's great. Oh, thank that's you. That's a nice way to get to know you better. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, Kate, in line with that and getting to know you better and sharing with everyone. So, when you, 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 such an accomplished resume and everything that you've done, when you did do the pivot to Luminary and you were self funding and it was a big, jump and leap 
were you scared? Like, what were you feeling at the time? Were you like, and you were saying your motto is walk it off. But for those that are about to pivot or thinking of taking this leap, how were you feeling at the time? And any advice to those about to take some sort of a leap? So I'm scared every day. I mean, I, I don't think when you become an entrepreneur, you're not scared. I think there's something in you that says I can do this, right? And so I think that fear, you know, failure is not an option, but fear keeps you going. And for me, learning every single day keeps me going, right? I knew, I always knew my corporate life when I was getting bored with a job, when I could just do it, like, all right, time to move on to the next thing or the next bank, whatever. Um, so I, I really am. It's scary every day because I think if you have an investor or you have a loan or you're doing it on your own, it's scary because you don't want it to fail. I, I had the opportunity to go to the Oprah, um, the Oprah, the Oprah vision tour at first place. And she said something that really resonated with me that I, I'm not afraid of failing as much as I'm afraid of others seeing me fail. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think women really internalize that a lot more than men do. It's like, okay, whatever. So for me that walk it off, it's been since I've been a little kid, my dad taught me that very early. I had two brothers and you know, you get shoved down, get up and brush yourself off and walk it off. You're fine. Um, unless you're bleeding, don't cry. Um, and I, I really have I've used that. And so um, it's scary, but there's a reason you want to start something on your own and you're, you have a lot of courage. So sometimes you just have to rip the bandaid off and take that leap. And, and sometimes it's not going to work and sometimes it's going to, but it's part of the journey. And, um, you know, people ask me, say to me all the time, you must be so happy you're out of banking. Um, and some days, absolutely. And some days I'm like, what the hell did I do? Why did I leave such a great career? And, you know, hindsight, all that stuff. I just think that I'm a really big believer. Finally, my mom would be happy to hear me say this, that everything has a reason, you know, there, everything has a reason. And um, my reason right now is to invest my life savings into supporting and impacting women um, so they can be as successful as they want to be. Is there an instance, I always ask people that, so when you're reflecting back about what you've done, it was a big leap and a big jump, a big investment, emotionally, financially, literally across the board. Is there an instance or a moment or an encounter that happened when you were like, and this is why I'm doing it? Every and day. That's what I was gonna say. I'm sure, is there one that you could share that kind of stuck with you and kind of on the bad days keeps you going to the good? Yeah, actually the other day, uh, one, of our, um, one of our members who's, who's never, I don't think she's ever been in the space. She's only been, a, um, she's only been on Zoom and, uh, she said to she sent me an email and said, I just wanted you to know how much impact the luminary community has on me and you, et cetera. And everybody needs a little luminary in their life. And then she posted it on the app. And you know, I'm getting a little emotional because if somebody can say something like that about the company that I'm building and the team that's building it with me, um, then I'm 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 doing good work. I keep telling people, but I have to make money. Right. So not, this is not just charity work and charity work is great. Um, but, you know, so I always also end with saying, by the way, if you don't support small businesses, you can all say, oh, I love what you're doing. But if you're not supporting them, guess what? That small business won't be there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that for me, and anytime someone just says, like yesterday, a woman um, who's a new member, she was a digital, now she converted to in-person. She said, one, you're here every day. I've never seen the business owner be there every day. You're welcoming and it just sweeps throughout the space and everybody is that way. And Kathy's been there. And, and that's just when you walk in, leave your ego out the door because we're not there to stroke your ego. We're there to help your confidence. And so that when you walk out, you're puffing up your chest and you're ready to take on the world. But um, this is not about your level, your title, your whatever you do. This is about, you know, creating a world that we all want to live in. And then the women, whether your daughters, your nieces, your whoever, are going to live in that world and bring us into a new generation of leaders. And speaking generally, generationally, so looking forward, and I just want to say one quick thing when you're saying about leave your ego at the door and be there to support, this happier hour team is exactly that. What you were saying that, I'm looking at everyone thinking it's exactly what everyone here does. It's all about helping and being together and supporting. And I couldn't do this without that. And I don't know how anybody can do it without support. And that's just, and what you were saying with Kathy did, what you're doing for everybody and what this group is doing for everyone. Um, but going forward, what, what would you like to happen? What do you see happening? Or what is sort of your vision for what will happen next? That we survive? No. Um, I mean, that's definitely one that we're, that next year at the same time, um, you know, we're, we're, we're double, triple what we are today as far as the number of, of women that we're supporting. I want to, I'm really investing in our, um, the corporate members that we have, that we have existing. I want to build that up. We have about 25. I want to double that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, who knows? There might be some other opportunities to expand physically. Uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. But um, I will say in a few weeks, we're going to make a huge announcement that I'm really proud of. Um, and I think it's going to be a way to help impact thousands of um, small women-owned businesses, uh, 50% of those being women of color-owned businesses. So that's a, a big focus for me personally and for the business. I, it's, I can't t- say anything more, but um, if you are a small business owner um, and you've been impacted by the pandemic, watch, um, keep your eyes on Luminary, so. This is amazing. I can't believe our hour is up. We could talk forever. Um, Kate, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to join Luminary, either virtually or actually, or to get involved in the online marketplace? Yeah. So um, the online marketplace is easy. Well, first of all, you can go to our website at luminary-nyc.com. Um, you can find, there's a, right at the top menu bar, it says Luminary Collective. Just click on that. That'll take you to um, the, the, the site. You can join right there. Um, there's not, you know, it's not hard. Um, you can also go to collectiveluminary.com directly. That's where all of that is. Um, and then as far as joining, you know, there's, again, there's membership right on that page on luminary-nyc.com, the digital membership. We have a schools out program for kids that are in college or recent college graduates. And then all of our other memberships. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Kate Luzio, C-A-T-E is my first name in L-U-Z-I-O. Um, and you can share that in the chat, whatever. And uh, you can find me on Instagram and social, same thing at Kate Luzio. And our, our handle at Luminary on Instagram is Be a Luminary. So call to action, Be a Luminary. 
Um, and, uh, and yeah, and please reach out. We, I just want to say one other thing. Our members are more than members of the community. 75% of the programs that we facilitate at Luminary are member led. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you are, if you have an, some expertise, if you have something to offer, um, that is always our priority. Kathy knows this. Um, she's led a couple of sessions at Luminary. Um, some were very specific and some general. So um, this is not about Luminary. This is about all of us. And, uh, and that's why we put so much emphasis on making sure that the community is reinvesting in itself. I mean, <laughs> uh, clearly we all need to join immediately and be together. <laughs> Do you accept people from Asheville? I'm just asking. Absolutely, we have a, a friend. membership, Elizabeth. So we love you. We love we love Asheville. Um, and before we go to, I want our team to go around and see how everyone can get in touch with them. So Elizabeth, I'll start with you. I'm the Asheville ambassador. Um, <laughs> actually, that is my website that's going to be coming up. So get ready. Um, and it's Elizabeth S. Roth at. Instagram, which is the easiest and best way to find. And all my newsletters are on there as well in my LinkedIn profile. And you can click to sign up to get my newsletter. Um, new one coming out in the next few days. Kathy? Oh, wait, Kathy. Kathy at Wasal. I um, had the night review. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Yep. I had I been at um, UBS, but I'm at Morgan Stanley now. So Kathy at Wasal. Uh, Kathleen.Entwistle at MorganStanleyPWM.com and on Instagram at Kathy Entwistle. And um, just love, love this group. And I think, Kate, you did a great job. Thanks for coming today. Thanks, Thanks Kate. Dina? We're at New Jersey Family, um, New Jersey Family Magazine online. We're NJFamily.com. And on social, we are at New Jersey Family on Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Also on Pinterest and Twitter. I'm sorry. Thank you, Kate, so much for being here. I can't wait to spend more time on Be Luminary. Stephanie? Hi, sorry, my camera went dark most of the um, beginning, but I could hear everything. At Stephanie Waring on Instagram, S-T-E-F-A-N-I underscore Waring, W-E-R-R-I-N-G. And Seema and I are together, although we're going to start a Seema Says. I love that. I'm telling you. I love you. that, too. <laughs> That's why they used to pay me the big bucks back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> we, and so Seema and I, jointly, um, we taped today, by the way. It also has been streaming on Facebook Live, and a lot of people have been watching as well. This is taped and will be on Facebook Live, on morphmom.com as a video, but also on my podcast, on Morph Mom Moments on iTunes. So if you go to morphmom, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com, you can access the podcast, the video, any of it, or the Facebook. We're also at Morph Mom on Instagram, Morph Mom on Facebook, not your original, and Seema out of Dodge, uh, at out of Dodge on Instagram as well. Um, but I hope, I can't thank everyone for joining us tonight. And Marianne had a very nice comment when she said she loves our silver lining approach, um, but for COVID, never would have met all of the remarkable women today. So right, there is always that silver lining. Hey, Kathy, my, my parting words is when we can do an in-person event, and Elizabeth, you'll have to come up. We do <laughs> uh, it at, at Luminary, um, and so everybody can- Yes. Absolutely. That's right. Our Thank you so much, Kate. So fun. 
Um, we so have an airport here, so it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> can't thank our team enough. Can't thank everyone who joined us today. Again, you know we're back every week, same time, same place. Wednesdays at five thirty, at five o'clock. Don't come at five thirty. Come at five. Facebook <laughs> Live or Zoom, or you'll miss a lot. Um, hopefully, we can convince Kate to come back and make her announcement when it's time to join us again, because that'd be very exciting. Because I'm very. Oh, I didn't know this was this was. All, I didn't, I have to tell you, I didn't know. I'm like I'm not a mom, so. I was like, is this somewhere that, I, so I'm actually really excited and what a fun group. Oh, and by the way, Morph Mom is a misnomer. Everyone needs to know that. When I started this, I'm embarrassed, a long time ago, 12 years ago. And by the way, that's how I met Elizabeth. I traveled mm -hmm. the country and interviewed women all over the country, but not in New Jersey. I didn't want anyone to know I was doing this because I had no contact. <laughs> she was on the DL in the South, just saying. Down low. DL in the South. You can't even email. How are you starting a, a website? Like, true. So I went anywhere but New Jersey. So no one knew what I was doing 10, 12 years ago. During my route, I met Elizabeth about 10 years ago down in Atlanta. So I went to every state. You pick a place. I went and I interviewed women around the country, which is actually really cool because now we can reunite with everybody. And now we're back. But um, anyway, it's really exciting. And that's how this all sort of started. So I was getting back into the workplace at that point. I'd been a prosecutor for a long time, primarily juvenile taught in jails, had kids, couldn't go back. So Morph Mom at the time was, oh, you. I had no idea what to do. And how do you translate? I'm really good working like there. Well, maybe I'm not, I lost a lot of cases, but I really liked it. <laughs> I'm not really good. I just got kids. <laughs> so to be completely frank, not being able to go back could have been them not wanting me back. So just put it out there. But now what do you do next? How do you translate that? So Morph Mom was morphing into what's next. Actually, Seema and I sat one day thinking, how do I even do this? Where do you start? Rather than reinvent the wheel, I thought, all these women out there have done things. I'm just going to go tell their stories. That's easy. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing I can do. That's how this began. But when I started, and by the way, in California, I went as far as I could from New Jersey, so no one knew I was doing it. I landed and they said, within a couple hours, someone said, I'm not a mom, but I really want to tell my story. Or I'm a mom who never left work and I really want to tell my story. Or it has nothing to do with work. Morph Mom evolved into women telling their story about their next step, sharing it with women, trying to figure out their next step. And that could be work, business, volunteer, tragedy, just needing to connect for whatever reason it is. That could be your next step. So Morph Mom is a complete misnomer. It's women connecting with women through the power of story. So we are, this is our foundation to now start a partnership and a yes, collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. Mary and Morph Mom, because this is amazing. Um, so now that I have your AOL email address. <laughs> Still work. And speaking of publishing, listen, and you published, speaking of publishing, you published My Mean Girl Moms which was one of my favorite pieces. Do you remember that? Where I took Mean Girls and made it if, if like they were moms. It you know, was. On Wednesday, we go to Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah, yeah. So you gave, you gave us a voice. You gave us a place to do it where like I was in between magazines and you know, I didn't know what I was doing and blah, blah. And so that was such a gift that you gave. So thank you for that. And you still do. And I'm forever grateful for all of you and Kate now joining this women just willing to share their stories. But a big part of it was not just the good. Like we, ah. need, we need to know, we, I can only relate yeah. to you if you're going through what I've been through, 
So that was a huge part of this around the country. And there were women all over the country. Who did not, I could not set up my tripod. I couldn't get it to work. I landed and I had to hold the camera because I couldn't. And it's in this Best Buy bag. I'm like, yeah, I, I always do it this way. The thing is like this. <laughs> it was, but that women then and now continue to say, yes, I support what you're doing. And it's okay if it's not perfect. Imperfect is perfect. Just try. So for that, I'm forever grateful. And that's why this happier hour and Kate, you coming on and everyone listening today, it just means so much. We can get a lot done if we do it together. Absolutely. Well, thank Cheers you to that. for having me so much. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to joining now going forward as a participant. So, uh, and we will amplify the hell out of this for Luminary, no matter what. So um, you send me each week and I will put that event right out there. Oh, it's amazing. Thank and you. if you have any, by the way, Stephanie's always looking for a bartender, a mixologist. I was just going to say that. So I didn't, yeah, overstep. I didn't want to overstep, but I was like, um, I'm thinking, I see it. What a contest. Yeah. A, a bar, a mix off. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, totally. I mean, someone could have trumped my Aperol spritz tonight. Let's be honest. <laughs> no way. You know what? Sometimes I'm like, I get stressed. Sometimes I literally, I, I not stressed is like being a little dramatic, but sometimes I'm like, I can't make this. It's way too basic. It's not exciting, but it like, sometimes I'm just drinking champagne. I'm like, that's not that, that's in a strapless baby suit. Right. It's not, you can't do a lot, you know, you gotta keep it. I'm not yet. And like, I'm going to be yeah. making my, uh, strapless. <laughs> Simple and strapless, honey. Simple like and strapless can... girl. And it's, I'm going back to basics. I'm doing my mark. Mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat the mark because it's a cult yep. favorite. So I'm yep. going Stephanie, back. Stephanie, what drink did you make that beat out Lori Gelman? The B-52. Oh. She made the B-52 and I made white wine sangria. I mean, right. B-52 is a little, <laughs> a little heavy. <laughs> Lori's not here. Lori's not here to defend herself. I'm talking smack without her. So that's not fair. Back on. That was good. Guys, I'm sorry I kept you over, but clearly Kate, we could do this all day. So I hope you do join us. Yes. It's really thank good. Thank you. And Kathy, you so my much. cousin, non-cousin, Thank you for bringing Kate to our yes, room. Kathy yes. again, the connector. Thank you. My fellow. Thank you, Kathy. Mm -hmm. Thank so you, Elizabeth. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Tina. Bye, Bye, Bye y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.